what's happening? Welcome to the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. I'm not going to give you the date because I have no idea when this podcast is coming out. All I do know is it's episode 39 of the Matt Bernier Show, and we're taking a look at the Breeders' Cup. This is the Breeders' Cup feature episode. You will not be hearing any opinions from me. All the opinions are coming from all of you, the viewers, the listeners. Uh, I've thanked you in the past. I will continue to thank you. Uh, However you take this thing in, it is the most important piece to the success of this. It helps not only myself, it helps in the money media. It helps us get as much stuff out as possible. The more interaction we have with you folks, the folks that sort of take this content in. So, can't tell you how much I appreciate those of you that got involved and the overall response was great. Again, I could only take about half the folks who wanted to be involved with the, the Breeders' Cup feature. I almost slipped up and called it the Friday feature, but... I'm hopeful this is going to be something I will do again and we will continue to do. The Friday feature is not going to go anywhere. It's been probably the most successful piece of this entire podcast. But these sort of things on bigger days or or days where maybe we want to just spin a little bit of a different story here, get different perspectives from different people all across the country and across the, the world, really. Hopefully we can get some more folks coming in from Europe as well. But I've just been so blown away by the amount of people that wanted to be involved with this. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to PTF and JK and everybody over at In The Money. So however you listen to this, thank you for doing so. If you listen audio only, Apple Podcasts, Android device, InTheMoneyPodcast.com, however you do it, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you're over on YouTube, make sure you have the – well, first things first, got to find the show. In the search bar, type in Matt Burney or show, you're good to go. This episode, along with the 38 prior, will pop up. Make sure you subscribe to the In The Money Media channel. That way you'll get a notice, well, as long as the bell icon's lit up. You'll get a notice, a notification, anytime new content is uploaded, whether it's this show, whether it's Horse Players Happy Hour, whether it's the In The Money Players podcast, whatever it may be, you will get notified. Also, if you're someone who gets involved in the comment section beneath the video player, I strongly encourage everyone to do so. Um, Make sure the bell icon's lit up because then when people respond to your comment, you get notified as opposed to it just sort of being out there in the the interwebs. So there's just, I'm really excited about this episode. All told, I believe we have 16 clips. Need to also throw out the the caveat. One of them is an audio-only clip. I believe producer Craig, who deserves a round of applause for this entire thing because he is the one that is doing the vast majority of the legwork, splicing all of these clips together. Um, One of them is an audio-only clip, so as opposed to seeing the individual who submitted their their selections or their ideas for the Breeders' Cup. You're going to get the slate for that one individual piece. Uh, and then also someone who has been featured on the Friday feature in the past, Steve Mursica, will leave the YouTube uh, link in the description beneath the video player here on YouTube. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it uploaded and sent over to me, but he has it uploaded on YouTube. So you can just click on that link. Uh, really sharp guy, has unbelievable, a wealth of knowledge and data going back throughout all of the Breeders' Cup. So make sure you go and click on that YouTube link to go take a listen to uh, Steve Mursica's opinions for this upcoming Breeders' Cup. So, again, you're not going to get any opinions from me. If you are looking for my opinions, there's a million places where you'll find them this coming week uh, or the week leading into the Breeders' Cup. Whether it is on In the Money Media, it'll be myself, JK, PTF will have the big sort of grandiose show that we typically do year in and year out. You'll be able to find me on racingpicks.com throughout the week, obviously still giving out selections and whatnot. And then as we get closer to the Breeders' Cup on Friday and Saturday at Keeneland, 
And then on NBC and NBCSN, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, we'll be betting the Breeders' Cup. It's a show that we love to do. It's been so much fun over the past few years. Uh, We have an hour's worth of time this year, so looking forward to getting involved with that and kind of chopping it up with everyone again. And then Friday and Saturday, the Breeders' Cup World Championships from Keeneland Racecourse in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where you'll be able to find all my ideas. But this episode is all about you and what your opinions are. And I'll tell you what, when I went through and listened, There are some interesting horses who I, frankly, initially, maybe didn't really give the time of day that I've gone back and I'm looking at them again. There's one horse in particular whose name pops up multiple, multiple times as far as a favorite that people are going to be against. You'll find out shortly. But the one that was most fascinating is the horse that people like at a little bit of a price. Because when I first heard the name pop up, I said, okay, makes a little bit of sense. I had thought the same thing. Then another person, and another person, and another person. So you'll be able to figure that out as time goes on as you watch and listen to the rest of the episode. But uh, fascinating ideas, fascinating thoughts. Really looking forward to the Breeders' Cup. is right around the corner. Without further ado, let's get into it. Who do all of you like? A favorite you like, a favorite you don't like, and a price for the Breeders' Cup World Championships. How's it going, everybody? My name is Tommy Seafeld. I want to start this off by saying thank you to Matt for uh, giving us all a chance to give a little bit of insight on the Breeders' Cup Friday and Saturday. Uh, For the favorite that I'm going to be opposing, uh, I'm going to look to Saturday in the Philly and Mare Sprint and Gamine. Um, I just don't see how this race really sets up favorably for her. I don't think she's going to be able to make the lead with Serengeti Empress, who makes the lead in every race, basically. Uh, and she's going to be stuck chasing that one. And even though her runs in the uh, Acorn and then in the test around one turn were really awesome, uh, I just think she's going to struggle to chase Serengeti Empress all around there. And then um, there's a lot of good closers in the race, and I just I don't really see the trip for her to uh, win the race. Um, jumping to the favorite that I am looking forward to betting, uh, sticking with Saturday in the dirt mile. Uh, I think complexity just looks really good right now. Um, the last run against Code of Honor, who I still have some faith in, despite not running all that great so far this year. Um, he showed that he can sit off the pace a little bit. I don't think two turns is going to be a problem. Uh, if Chad's confident, I'm confident. Uh, so I'll trust complexity in the dirt mile. Uh, and lastly, the price. Uh, moving back to Friday in the juvenile. Uh, I do think Jackie's Warrior is going to be really tough. Uh, done nothing wrong so far. But uh, I'm looking for sitting on go. Um, made a really impressive run in the Iroquois last time. Uh, closing from basically out of nowhere. Um, Keeneland is a tough track to do that type of thing, but I'll be looking for sitting on go to pick up the pieces late in the juvenile. Good luck, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Walker coming to you from Yakima, Washington with my picks for the BC feature. First off, I want to talk about my fade, and that's improbable. Currently five to two on the morning line, and while there are no flaws in improbable's game right now, I just like other horses better at better prices in such a stacked field. Uh, You have the 2020 Kentucky Derby winner, Authentic. Loves to take the lead, loves to go fast. Distance is not a problem. I think this is going to be a tough horse to beat. You have Tom's Day Top. Hasn't run since the Whitney on August 1st. Stumbled out of the gate. Could have beaten Probable that day. And so look for Tom's Day Top to run a great race. And then you have the horse, in my opinion, to beat, and that's Tis the Law. Coming off of a 63-day layoff, 
similar to the 49 day layoff he had when he dominated in the Traverse. I'm using Tis the Law on top and that's why I'm fading improbable. For my luck, I went with Gamin. Eight to five on the morning line and I think that's completely justified. Seven furlongs, sprint, one turn, that's completely in Gamin's wheelhouse. There was questions about Gamin going into the Oaks. Can she run a mile and eighth? Does she like two turns? And the answer was no. Sprints are what Gamin was bred for. She dominated in the test on August 8th. She set a race record in the acorn, weighing by 18 and a half lengths prior to that. I look for Gamin to grab the lead from Serengeti Empress early, run a huge buyer, and win the Philly and Mayer sprint. For my price, I went with Starship Jubilee. She's won five of six this year, including the Woodbine Mile. She's going to be 20 to 25 to 1. She beats the boys. She beats the girls. She's a multiple greatest stakes winner. I'm looking for Starship Jubilee to be my price come Saturday. What's up, Matt? Here's my Breeders' Cup picks. Favorite I'm backing, Plum Ali, Juvenile Philly Turf. I think this horse is really special. Her win at Kentucky Downs was off the charts. The win at Belmont was even better. I think she's going to improve even more and really provide a knockout punch to this field. The barn's really high on her. They should have won the juvenile, the juvenile turf last year with Decorated Invader, if not for a bad ride, bad ride from Irad. I think Plum Ali gets them the juvenile Philly turf this year. Favorite I'm fading, Monomoy Girl. I just think it's too much for her. This field is really deep. I think she may get some early speed pressure. And also, I know she's lightly raced this year, but this is by far her last race ever. I know Brad Cox wants to go out on top, but I think the race actually sets up pretty well for Dunbar Road. I think she'll deliver the goods. I feel bad for Monomoy Girl. She's been perfect pretty much every other race, but this just isn't the one. And I'm not going to back her at six to five or worse. The price I like is Rushy in the Dirt Mile for Mike McCarthy. I think this lightly raced three-year-old is really going to get a good setup, especially if he can draw outside. By Liam's map, he, the mile is clearly the distance he wants to go. I think eight and a half is the farthest he can go, but the mile is going to be the perfect distance. I think he's going to get a setup, especially if Art Collector goes on the front end. If he can sit kind of right outside Art Collector, maybe third or fourth, in the race, I mean, he's gonna be 15, 20 to one. I'll take my chances. So appreciate the show, hope, hope all is well, thanks. Hey Matt, how you doing? Uh, this is my Breeders' Cup feature, my three choices. Uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about is the um, favorite that I'm looking to fade is uh, Art Collector in the Breeders' Cup mile, the dirt mile. Um, I wasn't very impressed with his, uh, with his uh, Preakness. I watched his uh, bluegrass again, and right at the end, he switched back to his left lead. I know that was a longer race. So I think he's going to take some money because he's cutting back in distance. People are going to see that. He's going to take some money. But um, the preakness, he just wasn't there. After a mile, it was in 134, and he was still running fourth. He kind of just never made up any ground. The uh, favorite that I'm looking forward to playing is Tis the Law and the Classic. I think um, this rest is going to do him really good. He had, uh, I think within 56 days, he had three tough races. You know, he had the, uh, the Belmont, the Travers, and then the Derby. So that layoff is going to do him a lot of good, and I think he's going to um, really impress in the Classic. And I might get a little bit of a price on him because the Classic is going to be so competitive this year. And the uh, 
Other horse that I'm looking at a price is hopefully this uh, horse coming over from Europe, Cadillac in the juvenile turf. He won a race in September. I think it was a Breeders' Cup win in a year-end race. Um, but right away the connection said, we're going to the Breeders' Cup, so that's good. I think in October in Newmarket he ran fifth in a grade one. Um, the turf was soft, so I'm hoping maybe coming over here, a little bit firmer turf, he might have a better result. And um, those are my three choices. So it's a nice feature that you guys did, or you guys came up with. And um, I'm really looking forward to the Breeders' Cup. You guys take care. Producer Craig, I did my own hair and makeup, but try to make me look like a star. Take care, guys. Bye. Good evening, Matt, and thank you for letting me uh, join your uh, YouTube contest. Um, hopefully I don't uh, disappoint. Um, really looking forward to the Breeders' Cup this year, and it's good to get a head start with the past performances that were just released. So I um, already found my vulnerable favorite, Princess Noor. Um, I haven't liked her races this year. thought she's rather on the slow side compared to some of the others. I'm looking to take a chance to uh, get her off of the tickets immediately on Friday. Um, that also leads me to my favorite of the weekend is Golden Powell. And it's not very often you hear a trainer call a horse, Michael Jordan, that they're entering his home court. Uh, Wesley Ward said that about this horse on top of a uh, very visual uh, pleasing performances earlier this season. So I look forward to backing him. He's probably going to be a short price, but given the circumstances, I might be able to key him in a few spots. Um, the long shot that I'm looking for, I'm not sure about the prices. Um, it's tough to nail down how it's going to be on the board, but I know Diamond Oops and the Breeders' Cup Sprint should offer some value. I'm looking for that uh, uh, Patrick Biancone's uh, runner to be able to get up there and maybe get through at the wire. Um, that's a pretty loaded field. Should be pretty uh, even odds all across the board. I think he might slip up past 10 to 1 and maybe I'll get lucky. So those are my selections. Good luck to everybody and thanks for letting me participate. Hi Matt. Thanks for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Jared Schladorn. Not bad job in the pronunciation. Usually most people don't get it the first time. Um, the British Cup is my favorite weekend of the horse racing calendar. You get 14 amazing races, top quality horses, full fields, amazing betting opportunities, and prices galore. What more can any horse player ask for? The favorite I am leaning towards using the most is a tough one because I feel that most of the favorites are vulnerable this year. But if I had to narrow it down to one, I'm going to take Monomoy Girl in the distaff. I think she's coming in the race in great form. Plus, on paper, it looks like a two-horse race between her and Swiss Skydiver. Swiss Skydiver, I believe, is better at a mile and a quarter than the distance of the distaff at a mile and an eighth. And not to mention, Mono and Girl should get the perfect setup. She should be sitting three wide, right behind Ollie's Candy and Swiss Skydiver, be able to go by him on the top of the stretch and win impressively, which would be befitting of a champion like her to end her career on. The favorite I'm looking to fade is Gamine. Now, the turn back is the right decision going from the Kentucky Oaks to seven furlongs in the Philly and Mare Sprint, but the race flow is totally up against her. There's a lot of speed signed up for this in the likes of Venetian Harbor, in the midst of Biz, and of course, Serengeti Empress, who we all know 
will be going to the lead no matter what. And at this point, we've yet to see if Gamin can rate off of other horses. And I'd rather not take a short price to find out if she's capable of doing that. Now, don't get me wrong, I will use her defensively in all my multis, but I will not be leaning heavily on her. And coincidentally, the value play I will be leaning most heavily on is in the same race. I love speech in the spot. Throw out the Kentucky Oaks last race, she had no shot. The trouble from the start, she wasn't, she was done. Now, look at two back at the Grade 1 Ashland on this race course, stalked and pounced. That should be exactly the race that she gets this on Breeders' Cup Saturday. She should be sitting just off the pace, right around mid-pack, and when the speed, you know, the speed falls back, she should be able to pick up the pieces and hold off the closers to win at a square price. She's probably going to be the fourth or fifth choice on the board, which means 8 to 12 to 1, which I'll be thrilled if I get that. And I'll be focusing my multis and my verticals around her for the majority of my bets on the weekend. Well, that's it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jared Schladorn. Uh, hopefully everyone has a safe and happy weekend, and we all can make some money and have some fun. Thanks. Hi, Matt. This is Jerry Richmond from Chicago area. I was on the Friday feature a few weeks back. I look forward to Breeders' Cup every year, and this year seems to be no exception. Looks like it's a good card with a lot of full fields. Anyway, with respect to the favorite that I think it might not be a good bet, I'm looking at Princess Noor. I think she's going to be under 2-1, to one, and this is a really good field. In fact, there's three horses that have a last race buyer figure of more than 10 points higher than hers. So I don't know how you can take that price. The favorite that I think can't lose is Monomoy Girl. She's going to be a very short price. She won this two years back against a much better field. And uh, this year, I think the only horse that can get close to her is Swiss Skydiver. And I'm hoping that the stretch run with Authentic from the Preakness took a lot out of her. Uh, with respect to a price, I was looking for forward to betting. I was between Tom's Day Todd and Gretzky the Great and without knowing the morning lines or the odds I'm gonna go with Gretzky the Great. I watched a replay of that summer stakes and this horse looked very impressive. Good luck to all. Thank you. Hey guys my name is Kevin and here are my three picks for the weekend. So the favorite I'm looking to play against is Gamine in the Philly and Mare Sprint because uh, first off I just don't think she has faced this tough of a field before uh, in her short career. And historically, the Breeders' Cup trends play against her with no horse winning from gate to wire uh, and only 25% of the time as the favorite won this race. I'm going to be looking for somebody to be coming off the pace. Uh, I'm going to try and not play the wise guy pick of Bells the One, who I think is going to be played down to four to one or so. Um, so I'm going to be looking for somebody like Speech, who's going to be cutting back in distance and has shown some success on this track in the past, winning the Ashland back in July. And hope I can get a pretty big price on someone like Speech. Um, the favorite I am going to play in back or feel most comfortable playing uh, is Magical in the turf. Uh, she is the class among the rest, I believe, and the trends are ready back the Euros. We have a weak American field, um, and if Magical gets into the gate, which I think is a big if, looking back to last year, I would feel most comfortable backing Magical, hopefully at a price closer to 2-1, to one, but probably getting down there closer to even money with a smaller field. Um, so that's the, the horse I feel most comfortable backing as a favorite. 
uh, the long shot or price that I'm looking at is coming out of the dirt mile. I'm looking at a horse like Owendale. I think this race is going to get a little bit of pace up front with the likes of Mixco, Complexity, Art Collector, among others. Um, and if we can get the pace uh, for Owendale to be coming off of it, uh, I think he's got a, a pretty good shot coming at a big price. Uh, he's two for two in his career at this distance, winning even the blame back this year at Churchill. Um, and also is one for one at Keeneland in the past, winning last year a stakes race. Uh, so if I can get odds higher than 12 to one, I'm thinking 15 to 20 to one, uh, I would be very happy with that. Uh, so those are my three plays. Uh, best of luck to everybody else on the weekend. Mike Robinson here, Brewers Cup feature, starting off with the favorite I like, landing on Jackie's Warrior in the Juvenile. Not always the most fruitful way to go, favorites in the Juvenile, but this horse has left me nothing but impressed in all four performances. Has taken it to the front, has been dominating in front-running fashion, has the figs to back it up, and I just think it's the best of this crop, and it's going to prove that on Friday. It's going to leave very little doubt as to who the two-year-old champion is is in the male division. Moving on to the favorite, I'm going to take a stand against. It's going to land on Gamin in the Philly and Mare Sprint, fully acknowledging her talent and how big her performances were over the summer. But the pace situation, I don't think it's going to set up for her at all. We know what Serengeti Empress is going to do. She's going to go hard early. She's a phenomenal horse in her own right. So Gamin's going to be asked to put that horse who's all heart away and then hold off people coming from off the pace. I think it's too much to ask even for a horse with that much talent and sets up a really good betting opportunity, which leads me into my price play for the day, and that's going to be Speech in the Philly and Mare Sprint. I've always been a big fan of this three-year-old Philly as well. I love the big performance, two starts back over the Keeneland surface with an easy win over Venetian Harbor. The Oaks is muddied up due to getting checked in the far turn. Don't think it stopped her from getting a top three finish, but I think it would have been a lot closer, and I'm hoping those few extra lengths that she was cost down the stretch will get me a few ticks on the tote board, which makes me look forward to betting her hopefully somewhere in the eight to 10 to one range. So that's it for me. Like Jackie's Warrior in the Juvenile taking a stand against Kameen with speech in the Philly and Mare Sprint. Best of luck, everybody. Hey guys, Nick Kettinger here in Gypsum, Colorado with my Breeders' Cup feature selections. Started off on Future Stars Friday, race six, first race of the Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. And I like the favorite here, Golden Pal. One of Wesley Ward's favorite two-year-olds, and you can tell, even after losing in his first maiden try, Wesley shipped him off to Ascot for a try in June. Unfortunately, he was nipped at the wire. Came back in August, five and a half furlongs, wire-to-wire finish. I like this horse, big speed. Quick note. His dam, Lady Shipman, also raced at the Breeders' Cup in 2015 at Keeneland and finished second against the boys. Horse has been training well at Keeneland since his last effort. They're pointing for this. Moving on, another sprint race on Saturday, the Breeders' Cup sprint. On the dirt, sprinting, I like a trainer, Steve Asmussen. I like a price. I like Echo Town. 20 to 1 overseas. Never missed the board in his life at six furlongs. Horse going to sit about three, four lengths off, hopefully. Get up second, third, maybe even first. We'll see. Great horse to add in those exactas, trifectas, and I'm going to have a little bit of dough on him to win. Moving on, favorite I don't like. Hard to say it, but improbable. This classic's too deep. 
These two three-year-olds, Tis the Law and Authentic, I love them. Tom's Day Tot, huh, we were all talking about this horse four or five months ago on how he was going to be horse of the year. And Maximum Security, that horse, you know, the one that's never finished off the board, first and second, every single time. Uh, I don't know what to do with him, but I know one thing. I won't have Improbable on my tickets. Thanks, guys, and good luck. Hi, Matt. Peter Appleby here. My best favorite in the uh, Breeders' Cup races is Jackie's Warrior in the Juvenile. He lays over the field. He has been a monster. He has won at four different distances from five furlongs to a mile. Now he goes two turns for the first time in this race. I have no concerns about the distance. He has gotten better the farther he has gone, and I think he will handle this field very easily. My weak favorite, we'll call this one the Aiden O'Brien division. Now Aiden O'Brien might dominate in Europe, but he is one for 59 in North America since 2018, and only five for 97 since 2016. That makes all of his horses a stay away, especially at short prices. So the favorite I will fade is Magical. Five to two on the morning line in the turf. It's purely a trainer angle, a trainer that is performing that poorly over that period of time I want no part of. The live long shot. Uh, Starship Jubilee in the Philly and Mare turf is my live long shot. 15 to one on the morning line. In the Diana, she faced both Mean Mary and Rushing Fall. Uh, was caught wide on both turns on the inner turf at Saratoga. It was a speed favoring track, and you don't want to be wide on the Saratoga Inner. Uh, coming home, he flattened out. Uh, I think that uh, he'll rebound significantly in this race. Off the Diana loss, came back and won the Woodbine Mile. It wasn't the strongest field. The trick here is that uh, Starship Jubilee has to get that Woodbine form to translate to Keeneland. Uh, I look for a stock and pounce trip here. And uh, that's my best live long shot. Vacoma also in the sprint uh, will be an excellent play, especially at a price. Thanks, Pat. Okay, I'm gonna start out with the favorite that I like. Um, I really don't see a way Jackie's Warrior loses that Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, I think that horse is a monster. I think it's gonna break well and just put the boots to the field. I, I think it's kind of a, a weak field in general. Uh, the only horse I really could see upsetting that one is essential quality. But other than that, I really don't see a lot of quality. And I just think Jackie's Warrior is, you know, I think that horse is just much the best in there. Uh, the, the favorite I would want to play against, I, I don't know which race uh, he's going to be in, but I think Vacoma is a nice play against. I just don't see how you can race against top quality animals off since I think it's July. Um, it's mistraining. It had an injury. It's mistraining. I don't know how you can be fit enough to race against either in the dirt mile or the sprint and be fit enough. And, you know, <clears throat> I just see a lot of ways that that horse, it could still run well, but I just, I don't think it can win. So um, I'm, I think there's a lot of value in tossing that horse. It'll probably be sub three to one in either race. And I just don't, I don't, I don't see a way that that horse can run well enough to win. And uh, my long shot I like, I know, you know, it's been the butt of jokes on Twitter, but I, I like Tacitus in a classic. It might not win, but I, I think it's going to outrun its odds. Uh, I, there is a lot of pace signed on uh, in the Breeders' Cup Classic. You know, there's improbable maximum security has to go. Uh, there's just a few other horses, I think, that 
are going to go, and I think it's going to set it up perfectly for Tacitus. I hope I, I hope it just takes back, gets back to its old, just take back, make one run, and I think it can outrun its odds. I mean, I, you should hopefully get north of 30 to 1. I think that's a very, very good price for Tacitus in the Classic. Good luck. Hey, Matt, how are you? Thank you for the invite to participate in your uh, Breeders' Cup show here. I think it's a great idea, and I, I think those weekly shows or weekly videos you do with some of your fans is are absolutely outstanding. So um, hopefully I can live up to uh, some of your previous guests. Let me jump right into it. I'll give you my three horses. As for my beatable favorite, the one I'm going to try to beat, um, this might be a popular one, but I am going to try to beat Princess Noor. Um, and I think that pretty much comes down to, do you, do you believe your eyes as far as how she looked winning those races? Or do you believe the numbers that she's had just some legitimately slow numbers from a, sp a speed figure perspective? And because it's a Baffert horse, because those numbers are going to stick out off the page, I got to believe she's going to be overbet. And there's some pretty good other horses in that race. So I am going to try to beat Princess Noor. Um, as for price horses, I'm going to give you two. Um, I don't know what sort of a price you're going to get on Raging Bull, but, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this with Raging Bull. If the track is firm, if it's a firm turf course, I will be betting Raging Bull. This horse in his last 10 races, every time he's run on firm turf, he's hit the board. Every time he's run on not so firm turf, he's been off the board. So if it's firm, Raging Bull is going to be my price. The other one I'm going to look at in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile is Nick's Go. Here's a horse, since Brad Cox has picked this horse up this year, this horse has went back to his you know, form at the end of his two-year-old season. This horse has run really great in his two races this year. I think he's going to be a price, and he'll be the one I'm looking at um, in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. As for the favorite I'm going to back, I'm going to go right to the Classic. I think Improbable is the best horse in the country right now. I think he's the best horse in the world right now. And I think you're going to get two to one, maybe even better. I don't know. Um, but I think he's going to take a heck of a lot of beating. And Improbable in the Breeders' Cup Classic is absolutely going to be the favorite that I will be backing. Probably will be my biggest bet of the weekend in all the Breeders' Cup races. Thank you, Matt. You take care and good luck to everybody. Hi, Matt. This is Nancy Moran in Chicago. I'm going to start on Friday uh, for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. This is the favorite that I'm against, and that is Princess Noor. Uh, she looks great so far, but I just don't think that she has done as much in the fields that she's faced, and I'm very high on day out of the office. I see her at 4-1 to one right now. I don't think I'll get that on race day, but she is my pick for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Uh, staying on Friday... The favorite that I am on will be Jackie's Warrior in the Juvenile. It's a pretty nice field. Uh, we have Sitting on Go, Spielberg, Reinvestment Risk, some other nice horses. And I know we've had uh, some big upsets in this race in the past, but I don't think that this year is that year. I think that Jackie's Warrior is a cut above the field, and he may be my only single on the card on Friday. So my favorite, Jackie's Warrior in the Juvenile. For my long shot pick, I'm going to go to the Breeders' Cup turf, and uh, this is a little bit of a fan pick for me. I'll be going against the likes of Magical if she goes here, and four or five other likely winners uh, for Arklo. I've been a big fan of Arklo for the, his entire career, and I see him right now at 20 to 1, 
So I will be taking a shot on Arclo in the Breeders' Cup turf. Okay, thanks so much for doing this exercise. It was great. It helped me identify uh, where my stronger opinions lie two weeks out. And I wish everybody a great Breeders' Cup weekend. Hope we all get to cash a lot of tickets and have a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm Matthew Sargent, and these are my three Breeders' Cup feature horses. First, the favorite that I'm going to back, Princess Noor. I think she is the class of the field in this race. She's undefeated. Half of the field is undefeated. You go back and watch. Uh, you look at the speed figures, and she doesn't have the highest speed figures, yet she's the favorite. Well, you go back and watch the races, and you see why. Uh, she's got a great workout pattern uh, in the lead-up to the Breeders' Cup. It reminds me a lot of Authentic's workout pattern in the lead-up to the Kentucky Derby. She is a Bob Baffert horse, so a lot of people are going to be talking uh, about that angle, I think, uh, this week. Um, I think that there's a, some advantage that, that can be had there uh, if you like any of the Baffert horses. Uh, and obviously, I like Princess Noor. Uh, I like her as the favorite. And I'm really going to like her if she happens to go off as the second or third choice, which uh, that would be a best-case scenario. Second, the horse that I'm going to go against uh, that's a favorite, and that's going to be Monomoy Girl. To me, it looks like that this staff is going to be a, a lot. It's going to be a, a hot pace, uh, a fast race. I think it's going to break down. I think a, a horse, that tracker, uh, you know, is going to sit right off the pace and can get a good trip uh, is going to take that race down. Um, I like Squiz Skydiver, so if she ends up in that race, that's one that I'm gonna, definitely going to look at. But I'm also looking at Ollie's Candy, um, another five-year-old that uh, Monomoy Girl hadn't run against. Um, the horse I'm looking at at a price is in the Juvenile on Friday. Um, that's a big field, also projects to be a hot pace, and... I'm looking at a horse that's going to be coming off of the pace. And the one that I really like is a mid-pack runner with a lot of late kick uh, sitting on go. And it's 2-0. and He's uh, won both of his races uh, down the stretch in impressive fashion. So if you're looking for um, to beat Jackie's Warrior in that race, uh, you might take a look at sitting on go. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to share my picks, and good luck to everybody. Hey, Matt, producer Greg, how you guys doing? Man, Carol here. <clears throat> I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this and talk about the Breeders' Cup. I uh, apologize if you hear roar in the background. It's Friday morning here in Oklahoma City, and we haven't had any electricity since Tuesday morning, so some generators running out there. Uh, <clears throat> diving in on this thing, Faith, I'm looking to fade, Princess Noor and the Juvenile Phillies. Uh, you know, her race is just coming up a little slow on paper. I'm not really sure what she's beating up there. And, you know, she's trained by Bob Baffert, so, you know, she's going to take some money. And there's always value in beating these type of horses. I think she's vulnerable in here, and I'm willing to take a stand against. Uh, flip side of that coin, I'm going to stick with the Phillies on Friday, and Aunt Pearl's a favorite that I really want to get behind. You know, I really thought she was pretty impressive in her first two victories, and I love that she's already got a win over the Keeneland surface. I love that she's going to be formed. Don't have to worry about her catching too much of a trip in there. Uh, you know, I know she's going to get tested a little on the class end, but I think the way she's going is in the right direction. And as long as she doesn't draw too far outside, I think she's got a really good shot in there. Uh, searching for a price on the card, uh, I landed in the classic, and I'm going to side with Tom Fayton. Uh, I thought he's ultra impressive in his early outs this year. 
even in the race in Saratoga where he stumbled and had no chance on winning, I thought he ran okay <clears throat> to close the gap there. Uh, you know, I'm seeing eight to one online. I think we're going to get every bit of that on the win in, and I think he's even going to play longer than that in the multis. So he's one you can really stick in there and press up a little bit and extract some value in the multis and on the win in. Those are my picks and how I'm going to play it. So good luck to everybody and thanks again. Paul Campion here. My long shot pick is going to be Speech in the Philly Mare Sprint. I can't imagine that she'll be lower than 15 or 20 to 1. I love her on the cutback with a favorable pace scenario. I think Javier Castellano is going to perform a Guns N' Roses act and have a little patience while sitting mid-pack behind the contentious pace. Speech has a solid resume. I'm willing to draw a line through the Kentucky Oaks. She had a trouble start. She was going longer than she wanted and just got beat by three better horses that day and still finished a respectable fourth. The key race is two back in the grade one Ashland where she beat Venetian Harbor on this track and earned a 101 buyer. So the fastest race of her eight race career was here at Keeneland. The second fastest high, the second fastest speed figure she had was the maiden breaker Los Al going six furlongs. I think that is an indication she will relish the shorter distance. She's been steady on the work tab and I think Michael McCarthy will have her ready to roll. As for the favorite I want to fade, I'm going with Jackie's Warrior. I'm uh, guessing I'm in the small camp that believes he still needs to prove that he can stretch out half a furlong, maintain his speed around two turns, and handle pace pressure on the front end. More importantly, I think this race is filled with some underrated contenders that could take a big step forward and win, win the race, with reinvestment risk being one of them. The longer he goes and the more pressure that is applied on the front end, the closer he will get to Jackie's Warrior. And considering how impressive his maiden win at Saratoga was, I think he has a good chance to win. If it turns into a blazing pace that falls apart, then Rombauer and Sitting On Go are more than capable of picking up the pieces. You also have two recent maiden winners in Classier and Likeable that are extremely talented and could pull the upset. But I believe the most likely winner in this race is Essential Quality. The Brad Cox trainee is coming off a win in the Breeders' Futurity, so he has won a grade one at this distance and on this track. It's his third lifetime start, with the first being September 5th. Compare that to Jackie's Warrior, whose first start was June 19th, and I think Essential Quality is way more upside and is sitting on a huge performance. Overall, that speech, fade Jackie's Warrior. Thank you, Matt, for the opportunity, and good luck to all my fellow horse players out there. Hook em horns. World Series champs. All right, Matt, let's talk a double on Breeders' Cup Saturday with, for older horses. Going to play the sprint to the mile. On the sprint, I like Diamond Oops. Here's why. 105 buyer speed figure at six furlongs, highest in the field. He uh, is class on grass as well as dirt. He's run three, had three runs at six furlongs the last couple of years. One, two of them. The only uh, time he lost was to Imperial Hint had to break the track record at Saratoga to beat him at six furlongs. And he finished ahead of a horse by the name of Matoli. You may have heard of him. So Diamond Newsom, I picked there, also going to get a perfect trip behind Yalpon, Nashville, and Empire of Gold. If he draws from 8 to 14, bet with both fists, he's going to get a perfect trip. In the mile, I like Ivar. Two, uh, two races run on at Keelan earlier this month. Shadwell, First Lady, First Lady, slow pace, slower finish. Shadwell, faster pace, faster finish. Sign me up for that type of race every time, both grade ones. Uni, off form a little bit this year on numbers. Yeah, she looks better, but not for me. Shadwell, Ivar, huge finish, 22-2. and two. 
22.2, uh, grade one against our best. Trained by Paolo Lobo, trained Farda Amiga in 2002, the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Ivar's got uh, three grade one wins and three grade one tries. Three for three grade ones. And those two runs in Argentina, watch them on YouTube, ridiculous. Seven runs, he's four. He was born in October. He just turned four. So he's got a lot of upside. He's not fully exposed. The best is yet to come for this horse. Lastly, the bet against is in the dirt mile complexity. 110 buyer speed figure in a four horse field at Belmont, which is the most likely uh, track to throw out results in because of the circumference of the track. Nick's go tr drubbed complexity in the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland a couple of years ago. He draws inside. He wires the field. Complexity is a bet against. Good luck. There you have it. Uh, I, one of my favorite episodes that we have done so far, uh, probably because I'm not really in it all that much. It, it, it's nice to hear different perspectives. It's, it's, it's been one of my favorite things about horse racing in general, that you can go through and a million different people can have a million different perspectives of things. And when it's all said and done, we'll find out in a minute and a half or a minute and 10 seconds or two minutes flat Who's right? Who's wrong? How it all played out? Did it go the way that we thought it would? Did it go, you know, did it get turned on its head? It's it's one of the best things about this game. Everyone has opinions. And as long as you give a little bit of reasoning, I think anybody who is level-headed, as opposed to, you know, folks who are just like, oh, no, crazy idea, crazy idea. I think we should all just be wanting to hear what other people think, if nothing else, to get an idea what the market could potentially look like. And if this episode is to be believed, Princess Nor might be 5-1 to one in the juvenile fillies. And you might get a horse like Speech at 3-1 to one in the Philly and Mare Sprint. But it's, it's going to be so much fun. Again, I can't thank all of you enough, those of you who contributed, and obviously those of you who listen and watch on a weekly basis. It means the world. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. Please rate, review, and subscribe however you listen to this thing in whatever fashion, whether it's audio only or it's over on YouTube with the video aspect of it. Thank you to all the contributors. It was really, really impressive. I, I again, I, I'm tickled by the way the whole thing played out. I thought it was really strong, that all of you did a fantastic job, and I think all of you are on some, some pretty sharp opinions, frankly. I, I think this is going to be an interesting Breeders' Cup, and we'll find out uh, in, in short order who's right, who's wrong, where things were good, where things weren't so good, and, and you know, all that jazz. Um, again, you can listen to this thing so many different ways. You can find all my opinions next week in a, in a number of spots. Uh, NBC, NBCSN, RacingPicks.com, and obviously here on In The Money Media. That's going to wrap up episode 39, the Breeders' Cup feature. Thank you again. A big, big, big tip of the cap to producer Craig because he, he's putting in a tremendous amount of work to make this thing happen so all of us can enjoy it. Um, thank you again to him. Thank you again to all of you for listening and watching. Good luck in the Breeders' Cup World Championships. I will be back either Monday or Tuesday following, sort of doing the debrief, seeing how everything shook down down in Lexington next weekend. Until then, good luck however you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. It's been episode 39 of the Matt Bernier Show.